Now then, welcome back to Rare Eddie One Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rare Eddie One, and welcome. I hope you are having a fantastic and beautiful time in this beautiful world of ours. Today is episode 30. Episode 30. It's, where's the time gone? I've just enjoyed hanging out with you guys, enjoyed talking, enjoyed talking about po- uh, conspiracies. I, I nearly said podcasts. Enjoyed talking about conspiracies, aliens, UFOs, ghosts, all things paranormal. I've enjoyed it. it it's been an absolute blast. And I, it's going to be, and I'm going to continue for, for what seems like forever, I hope. Um, cause I just absolutely love doing it. Like I said, I've said this a few times now, if no one listens, I would still will do this because I absolutely love it. I'm finding different, um, ways of, uh, different techniques of editing and all that bollocks. Um, but yes, today is episode 30. We are going to be talking. So last few episodes have actually, it's been like a little series. Um, I've not planned it out well. I've not really planned it out this way. This is what I was going to do. I, I should have maybe called it a little time, uh, time series. Um, but all these, um, all these free conspiracies uh, were all interlocked, all connected to one another. Um, normally I do film these on a Saturday night. Um, but last few times they've been done on us. I've been filming on a Sunday. It is a Sunday today. Um, and, and I'm not drinking yet again. I am, well, I am drinking, but not an alcoholic drink. I've got a, a nice cup of coffee. Look at that. You can see that. Oh, I needed that. Needed that, definitely. Nice cup. Cup of mud. Um, so I hope you can join me with having a drink. Alcoholic, non-alcoholic, pop, hard, glass of water. Um whatever you whatever you do um do it responsibly i i suppose <laughs> um you know um if you if you work in you know obviously you'll have a, a a glass of water or a pop or something soft cup of tea um but if you are at home and, and playing it a game uh, how many times i fuck up in a every time i fuck up you take a shot even better let me know if that's uh, if that's what you are doing um so today is this is probably going to be the final one of this little series in the time series. Uh, I'm going to call it because the first we started off, well, actually all four of these episodes about have been uh, entangled. Uh, I started, I kicked it off with um, operation midnight climax. And then, and then for some reason, not for some reason I had it planned. Um, we did the, um, Oh, Operation uh, Montauk, Project Montauk, which is actually, if you've seen Stranger Things, that Stranger Things had got a lot of inspiration from Project Montauk. And then we, because Project Montauk and the next one I did, um, I think was episode 28 or maybe 29, I think it was 29 actually, was um, the Philadelphia Experiment, uh, Interlocked, Art Together. Midnight uh, Midnight Climax is on a similar vein. Um, that's more that Operation Midnight Climax is true. It actually happened. Um, Project Montauk and Philadelphia Experiment. Uh, I I don't think that happened, but you know what the military and the CIA were doing at that time. You could sort of believe you know, maybe this is real, This maybe this did happen, but this, tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about Al Bielik. Is People know that name, especially if you're, you're in the conspiracies, um, Al Bielik, he's, he's, he's also known as Ed Cameron, um, this is the guy who time travelled, let me get some of my notes up, um, so Ed Cameron time travelled, not once, not twice, possibly, well, a whole load of fucking times. Um, so he, Ed Cameron, or or um, Al Bielik, time travelled to twenty one thirty seven, and he also time travelled to twenty seven forty nine. He did do another hop, which I think, 
I've not put it in my notes, so this is off the top of my head. So I do apologise if I get this wrong. But he did time travel to the year 6000. Um, I've left that out, but I've been listening to this case for a while now. Fucking interesting. I don't believe it, but the late, great Art Bell had him on his show, Coast to Coast AM. Um, had him on his show uh, a couple of times, um, but he he want Art Bell was a great great interview uh, interviewer and podcast um, podcast people like myself have him to thank um, and I'm a huge fan of Art Bell, huge fan of Art Bell. Um, I've just recently. Um, not downloaded them, but I've found a site where I can listen to all his old shows because he is fantastic, absolute brilliant, absolute really brilliant. Um, but yeah, um, so Art Bell is fantastic, but he had him on his show and he didn't dismiss him. Um, I couldn't, you can't quite make out whether he believed him or not, but he was very interested, very interested, which gives this um, this tale, this story, some validity. Um, so, yeah, let me enjoy a little bit more of my coffee. And we will kick off. I will put this in. Viewer discretion is advised just in case we talk about some crazy shit. Now, if you are new here, thank you and welcome. Um, I'm Rare Eddie One. Um, this is Rare Eddie One Talks. We talk conspiracies, all things conspiracies, so aliens, UFOs, ghosts, cryptids, um, paranormal. You know, we talk about all um, government cover-ups. We, we talk about all of that. Well, I plan on talking about all of that. Um, so, yeah, um, I do interrupt myself, as I've probably already shown. Um, I am heavily dyslexic, even to the stuff I have written. I am heavily dyslexic, so bear with me. I do edit this, so it's not it's not going to be too painful on your ears. Um, but, yeah, I'm just a passionate um, enthusiast, uh, UF. UFO enthusiast, alien enthusiast, paranormal enthusiast. I'm just a passionate guy. Um, and if you are listening, I assume you are the same. Um, so, yes, let's crick, uh, crick on. Let's crack on with the episode. Um, Al Bielik or Alfred Bielik or Edward Cameron. So we're going to quickly kick off with the timeline. So... Ed Cameron, so these are supposedly the same person. Ed Cameron was born in 1916. Date of birth, Ed Cameron at slash Al Bielik is... So I, Al Bielik, I'll put it here, is the regressed essence of Ed Cameron. So birth date of Al Bielik... It was in 1927, so that's just over 11 years apart. Fucking hell, I, nearly, I, I think I nearly fucked up math there. So Ed Cameron was born in 1916, and Al Bielik was born in 1927. So... Let me just fin I finished my coffee. Um, I don't know why I had to tell you that. <laughs> but the date of birth, um, so Al's first memories are at Christmas when he was one year old and understand all the conversation. August 13, 1943, date of the Philadelphia experiment. When Ed and Duncan, so Duncan is um, Ed Cameron's brother or Al Bielik's brother um, they both jumped off the USS Eldridge which we talked about last week so if you've not listened to it 
um, pop back to episode 29 and listen to the Elderidge, uh, the uh, Philadelphia experiment. And they, they, um, um, they jumped off um, during a, a experiment that went horribly tits up and they jumped off and they both landed in the year 2137. So let's um, hop to that date. After Ed and Duncan jumped off USS Elderidge in 1943, they landed in the year 2000. Sorry, 2137. Um, they both spent six weeks in the hospital bed recovering from radiation burns, suffered from being in hyperspace. So when they both jumped off, I'm pretty sure I covered this in, in last week's episode, but let's go over it again. Once they both jumped off, they they jumped off thinking that they, they were in sort of a cloud of green, hazy cloud. And they thought, shit, we're, we're going to jump off, uh, land in the ocean and swim, swim ashore safely. Unfortunately for them, they jumped off and they just kept falling in, I guess, uh, time space. Um, so, and, and it says here they have uh, burns from hyperspace. Toward the end of their stay, Ed is moved by a means unknown to him to the year, so he time-travelled yet again to the year 2749. So let's quickly jump to that date. From 20, um, 2137, Ed Cameron travels alone to 2749 for a period of two years now this is just the the timeline we will get into into more of the story in in a bit but ed is <laughs> apparently ed was a tour guide for the two years he stayed in 2749 which made which means he made it to 2751 um he remembers floating cities built with anti-gravity um, technology and society run by a silicon-based AI computer. Uh, the programmers of the computers were called the Wingmakers. Ed had several meetings with them and they were explained their agenda. So they explained their agenda. After two years, Ed goes back to the year 2137. Ed returns to 21... Um, oh, I buggered up my uh, thing there. Um, so he returns um, from 21, uh, 2751 to pick up his brother Duncan and they both travelled back to 1983. So 1983, Ed and Duncan Cameron find themselves at Montauk. In 1983, after spending six weeks in... So it it gets so complicated, this. This gets so complicated. Um, so they arrived at um, the Montauk base, which is now known as Camp Hero. Um, and they were... And they were not waiting they were received by a one doctor john von newman who had a lot to do with the philadelphia experiment he greets them and the two um convince so he convinces them that they had traveled back to the u.s um elderidge so he tries to convince them to go to travel back once again to 1943 to destroy the control equipment and shut the experiment down. Al is uh, uh, recruited to work at the Montauk. He keeps a he keeps the guise of his regular job as an electronics contractor, but works as an altered state. At Montauk, he was a program manager for the Montauk Boys program. Uh, 
I I I did look up. Um, it was I, that was somewhere, but I can't really make it out. Um, he participate participated in the mind control. That was more his brother Duncan. So they, even even this, what I got it from, was a bit fucked up. Um, in two thousand, Al Belik, um So he didn't time travel, but you know, from eighty eight to eighty three. But here we go. So in eight, 1988, so Al Bielik. So after returning to the year 1983, he was um, he was basically men in black. Um, his mem his memories got wiped. Oh, have I just skipped a load of my time? I think I might have skipped a load of my time. Um, so in 1953, the final year of Ed Cameron's linear, experienced Ed. Um, so Ed knew too much, and it rated Doctor Edward Teller. A group of three voted Ed off the atomic bomb project and ultimately out the out of existence as Ed Cameron. Ed is regressed to Al Bielik the year 1927. Uh, see, it just gets so complicated. This really does get so complicated. But anyway, so when Ed slash Al returns to the year 1983, they, they get um, Men in Black. And a few years later, in 1988, Ed... Al was watching a film called The Philadelphia Experiment and apparently his memories just came rushing back. Um, oh, why have I uh, clicked this one up? So, I'm such a dickhead sometimes. So yes, in, na in January 1988, after seeing the movie Philadelphia Experiment, his memories started returning. Al believes his involvement with Montauk ended with the revelations over time and through meetings with uh, Preston Nichols who was a bit of a fucking fucking asshole um, Duncan Cameron and others uh, many more memories returned ironically just after his memories returned Dr. John Von Neumann tried to get in touch with him as promised he made to Ed Cameron he should should his memories ever returned. So Al made the the so this is a little thing I put in here. Al made the decision to go public with the information about the involvement in, at Montauk and Philadelphia experiment in 1989. He has being a prolific speaker, both radio talk shows and conferences. So he did monetize from this story. That's one of the, my problems with it. He monetized. Um, I guess there isn't a problem with monetizing from this sort of thing. Um, is he maybe didn't plan to monetize for it, but he maybe wanted to get his his um, story out there. Um, same with uh, Travis uh, Walton, who who's who is probably one of the, the one of the famous abductees. Um, he monetized from his story. It's not to say it isn't true or, or it's false. Um, it's just yeah, it's is what it is. But Al Bielik, so one of the strange things about Al Bielik is about his memory is that he's fully under understood the conversations that were taking place around the piano when he was an infant. Al went, he, he's like, he's said to have a... People knew him as the walking encyclopedia. Um, he, I wonder if he had like the, he could see something and his brain would basically take a picture of it. 
Um, he, he could just take inf- information up, which listening to the man talk, that wouldn't surprise me because on Art Bell, Art Bell um, questioned him um, and they had telephone calls afterwards and they questioned him. And it, it, it's just like he he would roll it out and he, nothing sounds fucking... Nothing sounds apps. It it sounds real. It sounds like he's he's been there. He's done that. But if he's got one of them minds where it just takes everything in, every bit of knowledge in, then is he just read a load of all this stuff and it's just in there, set, seeped into his brain? And then the more he he told the story, not saying it's true, not saying it's false, but the more he told the story. Um, he started believing the lie and believing his, his stories, and yeah, and luckily for him, he had a couple of um, Preston Nichols and um, Duncan Cameron who who um, who uh, went along with him. It's uh, yeah, it's fucking absolute. It's it's bonkers. It really is bonkers. Absolute. It's t- fascinating story it's fascinating listening to him him talk about the the actual project he was talking about um when he was on the uss elderidge he was he him and his brother uh, duncan cameron were the basically the the they were in the room and they were flick uh, flipping these the on and off switch when time was right and so they were protected by a massive bit of steel. So when when they the not the first, but I think it was second, maybe the third experiment that they they clicked on, um, that's where everything went horribly wrong. And he he said, listening to the man, he said when he he walked out the control room and he saw all hell on the on the ship, people. Um, halfway through walls people halfway through um the floor people melded and molted to the um the actual ship he said um his cousin um who got onto the the project with him was on was part of the skeleton crew and when he saw his cousin uh, this is going up this is off memory um when he saw his cousin um, molded um, halfway in the the ship. He he said he was in so much pain. He just basically killed him, and it didn't sound like it it phased him whatsoever. Um, but it also sounded like did he actually do that? Um, it yeah, it 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 sounds fucking sounds crazy. I know, uh, but. And other people that were in the ship where people were were in the bulkhead. It, it's fucking hot. People were running round inside out. People were running out round on fire. People had just lost their minds. Um, but anyway, let's um, continue. Uh, Al Belix, time traveller. So he time travelled to the year 2749. Let's see if I have the other one. So, so they travelled to the year 2137 first. When they arrived, they spent six full weeks lying in hospital beds, recovering from an intense radiation poisoning. There was no medical staff at the hospital, and they had no clue where the building was located. Apparently... The futuristic medical system that was treating their injuries used vibrational and light sounds nuts. I know. Well, I don't know why I put that in. I put that in there for some reason. I have highlighted it, so I may be meant to take it out. (laughs) Me and my notes. I I think I've done it. I should always... I do double check, but I'd still miss. Um, So... The, the vibrational and light that doesn't actually sound nuts it it doesn't i we look at um 
we look at um, ancient civilizations and they were using sound and vibrational techniques to heal. Um, there's that place in Malta where it's, it's, I will do a case on it, but it's basically like a church and it's got, you can blow in holes and it makes, it vibrates the whole church. It's fantastic. It really is. And that wouldn't surprise me. Um, cause, and people do, you know, use vibration and lights and sounds, um, to heal them. You know, it's, are we missing out on this, um, technology, um, because of, um, what they're called, uh, something you get when you're ill and they just give you a tablet because it pretty much cures everything. Um, antibiotic. It is it because we've we've discovered antibiotics, so we don't need light and vibrational sounds. Um, is that is that the reason, or we just um, we've just uh, forgotten how to use this technology, which I do believe we forgot to do a lot of things and we're, we're at a point where our bodies are just great don't get us wrong these bodies these brains and these eyes are brilliant but the we we barely use our brain you know for the capacity of our brain we barely use it <laughs> I, I barely use it anyway uh, but, uh, but anyway, like I said, I do go off topic. Um, but they were so whilst in in the, the bed in the hospital, there were televisions lining the rooms that were playing educational and news programs. Uh, the brothers learned that some very shocking things about the world. The first thing they learned that climate change had significant significant ah oh, bloody hell me my it doesn't want to roll off the tongue now significantly significantly significant ah oh, bloody hell significantly um altered the geography of the united states but don't say the rest whether it, it altered the rest of the world um but the water levels had risen around florida and reduced it to a and it, and it and it was reduced to the panhandle and atlanta georgia was only three miles from the ocean now i'm not familiar how far away atlanta is to the sea um but the mississippi mississippi river had become an inland waterway and all the great lakes had merged into one massive body of water the brothers were also shocked to learn that the Earth's magnetic poles had started to shift. Thankfully, there was an artificial pole structured that was built to prevent the collapse reversal of the North and South Poles, which would have destroyed all life on planet Earth. Really? War had also broken out across the globe the russians went to war with china and the united states was involved in a devastating conflict with several european countries i, I don't buy that well actually maybe um, the way european countries are going will they turn out to be um an in is islam countries so maybe maybe that did happen um a number of major U.S. cities were destroyed and the infrastructure of the government completely collapsed. One of the most startling pieces of information the brothers supposedly learned was that the entire world's population had been reduced to 300 million people. Now, if you're familiar with the one world government, they they their plan is to get to the world's population down to 500 million sounds to me that they they sort of succeeded if this is true that is um with the united states housing 50 million of them now here's where the brothers stories get even more bizarre 
So after spending six weeks in the bed in the year 2137, Al claims he inexplicably left his brother behind and travelled to the year 2749. It's not said, I've looked everywhere, it's not said how he... Was he transferred to another room? Was he was he just laying in his bed and he, he sort of vibrated through the times? Um, it's not said. Um, but he travelled to the year 2749 where he remained for two whole years. He had... He... He described great floating cities that could be moved to different parts of the earth to suit the climate. Um, for the weather, you know, you know so maybe New York um, was wanted to float over to you know, the equator, just get a bit of sun. Um, although the, the poles had switched, so maybe the equator were the North Pole. Who knows? Um, he also said um, that everything was controlled by synthetic um, intelligence, at, in a synthetic AI computer system that ran the entire world. No, uh, no form of government exi- existed. He said he tried finding out who made this um, synthetic AI. He no one knew how they uh, made it how um how it was made um it was just it was just running the whole place um so with no government a huge a huge crystalline floating computer structure communicated with people telepathically the society was compared the society was completely socialistic and even living persons had their basic needs for survival taken care of. So he did say that the the AI was controlling, you know, farm, you know, water, food production on the earth itself and also looking after the cities above. Um you had your needs taken care of um as long as you were a a um as long as you contributed to society you your needs were taken care of um but after so so after al's time in 2749 to 2751 he transported back to 2137 to pick up his brother in the hospital and the two of them returned to 1943. Many people con- called this entire story a hoax, but Al and Duncan have sworn that everything was told um, to people was true. So let's um, pull up an article where it is. The time travel to um, 2749. So it says here, however, Al Belix further time traveled to the year 2749, as we know, um, by, by unknown means. He again woke up in a hospital. He was stunned to see the highly advanced uh, surgical material. Uh, the medical system of of the 2749 incorporated uh, the treatment methods using vibrational and light. He talked about the existence of floating cities he had that had capabilities of transporting humans to different parts of the planet. The cities were the great heights. So the cities were at the great heights more than 2.5 miles high the cities were capable to stand against the law of gravity so the population size had become small here here were as so as we know three 300 million people around the world um the world in 2749 was a was at peace 
with little population with little pollution there existed no armies military or air force avoiding all the the chances of conflict the role of government had become old-fashioned the artificial intelligence looked after the governments of the countries however they managed to run the system in order um, no trace of physical labor remained in that world above all people used no money they had their own credits so a little bit like china using the social credit score i guess um allowing them to purchase whatever they wanted he also said that the two he also stated that the two-third state of florida had immersed in the ocean he stayed in that world for two years as many people often ask him what he why he didn't get killed if the information was so, so sensitive he told that both of their bodies al and duncan were locked with time experiments of montauk their um, presence were necessary for the biorhythmic stabilization cycle <laughs> what the fuck um this this if you're interested it is on science uh, scientific mystery um it does actually um i did take my notes from here i took my notes from all over the place um, but this is actually quite an interesting it's you know it does go down it does break it down his his life up um but yeah it's 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 also said it is also said that um people were living in in the cities in 2749 with the with the aid of the ai so maybe they had maybe neurolink had kicked off and everyone was um had neurolinked and because that's how the the ai was telepathically communicating with each person but it was also said that was there were people on the land itself so there was a breakaway civilization um that wasn't governed by the ai the synthetic ai which that baffles me because when you have it, it baffles me there's there's no military there's no there's no nothing so we're both um we're both entities living in peace where the people on the ground maybe getting the the uh, people in the skies leftovers and vice versa. It's not really said. Um, it's a fucking interesting story. It is it is fantastic, interesting story. And to say that um, the late great Art Belt didn't really question it it's really did this actually happen ah here we go it actually says it in this in this um scientific mystery so he was only nine months old so i'll be like, he was only nine months old and he, he could actually comprehend the conversations that were taking place among the elders in the family christmas parties Imagine at such a tender age when a child can hardly speak, he could understand the entire conversation. During the days of his grade school, his friends addressed him as the walking encyclopedia. In, in one of the most amazing episodes from his life, he was the only student to pass the exam and recruited by the navy soon after all these lines um, suggest that this man was certainly a genius by birth now you may say what is strange about it or are there plenty of other other geniuses out there so yeah listening to the man talk he is i think when he one of his interviews with um with art was he was 70 years old he was it sounded like it didn't sound like he was you know he had dementia or anything he sounded 
Um, he sounded all there. He, he was making sense. He, Art Bell was asking him questions and he, he would ask him questions about um, Tesla coils and how they put together this um, this machine in the Philadelphia experiment. And he could just relay the information to Art and Art sort of understood. Um, he asked him a couple of times, uh, could you explain that in layman's terms? And he did. <laughs> it was, um, some people who who called up were trying to yeah ask him a question, and he would he, again he would relay the information, and it, it's quite impressive, quite impressive. Now, did this actually happen? I tend to believe no. I don't think this happened. Don't get me get don't get me wrong. I would love for this to have happened. I think this is just an absolute genius person who could take information in and just remember it, everything. Because then people out there is people out there that can actually do that. And uh, I maybe the CIA did have a a not word with him, but maybe they fed him a couple of drugs during his time at Montauk and maybe he he got fucked up and I, I just I don't believe because when when looking throughout the timeline it just gets so overcomplicated so overcomplicated with time travel you, you you do get overcomplications and it just it just puts you off uh I could tend to believe uh, the Project Montauk and the Philadelphia Experiment if you take the time travel out. But the time travel is heavily, heavily involved in both um, projects, um, both Montauk and the Philadelphia Experiment. It's heavily um, together. Um, It's just fucking nuts. Like I said, I would love to believe it. I really would, but it's it's a, it's a no. It's a no for me um, until until we get some more evidence. Um, who knows? He 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 said, "I've not seen anything." But he said when he was passed when he passed away, he left a, a few notes for it to come out. Maybe the CIA got hold of them notes and. Uh, um, um, hid them to to the public's knowledge. Um, maybe that that could have actually happened, but we didn't see anything. And and if he was going to do a dead man switch, you would have thought he would have given it to someone who was going to release it properly. Maybe it did, and maybe it just got suppressed. That's a that's a possibility. But I'm just I'm trying to give this more. For me to accept this, I'm I have to put more into this story to actually accept it, and it's it's still not working out. Um, so I, again, I would love to believe it, but I can't. I I just don't. It's a fantastic story. It is fantastic story, and it's awesome listening to people time travel and telling what they saw in the future. One thing I did miss actually. Let me. Uh, um, say this so it is said that um during the um philadelphia experiment was it no or no during the project montauk they both are not just um al Lick and duncan cameron um but a few other people um time traveled to the year 6000 now this was a initi- initiation quite possibly or a test to see if you got to the year 6000 and and you relay what you saw and if you relayed what you saw and and it, it matched up with other people you you time traveled um but this is what he said that he saw when he arrived in the year 6000 again that's off off memory i i could be wrong dates um but i i think Positively, it was the year 6000. Now, he said he 
saw a a barren landscape with buildings crumbling, desert-like landscaped, um, no sign of life, road signs on the floor, you know, just crumpled road signs and crumpled buildings. But there was one one statue of a horse on a golden plinth. Um, think of the um, Lucifer out outside um, the Denver airport, I, I guess. Um, but he, that's what they all saw: this horse on a plinth, on a golden plinth. And he travelled back to, I guess, 1983, and they all like, told the the higher ups what they saw. And you time travelled, and you're in the program, I guess. <laughs> um, but even that, that don't it don't give that story any validity it's um overcomplicated overcomplicated so great story i love hearing you know what what possibly going on in the future you know florida is only the only part of, of florida left is the panhandle you know all the great lakes are in one massive body of of lake people living in floating cities he was a fucking tour guide people he was a tour guide so after he recovered from his uh, radiation burns travel burns in the year 2749 he was recruited he he had conversations with the ai and and live trying to live in the cities he had to you know contribute to the society and he was a tour guide a fucking tour guide quite possibly the worst tour guide ever because <laughs> he, he has no idea what the, the so i was listening to a podcast and they were saying he was the worst tour guide ever but i'm thinking maybe he was a tour guide of of the past so maybe they had uh like you go to a museum and they have like a a museum museum i go to as the old old style houses in this museum the old old street old houses and you can wander through maybe is it that maybe he's he's a tour guide of 1983 um a camp hero um or 1947 or 30, 43 and he's um you know touring the people around philadelphia maybe maybe that's a possibility um because <laughs> who knows what they can do in the year 2749 apparently living floating cities it is yeah but anyway my thought is i'd love the story i love the conspiracy I don't believe it. I do. I want to believe it, but I don't believe it. Now I said that three, four times. Now I, I try, I try my hardest to believe in it, but I just don't. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Do you believe this story? Do you believe it? And if you do, let me know. Let me know. I probably fucked up somewhere. You know, a, a lot of it. What I was coming from memory is you're know, coming from memory. Um. My my notes are pretty spot on, um, but let me know if you know you disagree with me or you you think I've missed this out. Um, let me know if there's an Art Bell episode I, I should listen to. Um, let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Uh, hit me an email or or Facebook Messenger. Hit me up. Hit me up. I'd be interested to talk to you guys. Um, let's let's start a um, a f- community let's um talk to one another and get conspiracy theories um um going and you know let's let's start um rambling uh, together um because who like everyone likes a good old ramble um i do i know i do um but yeah let me know your thoughts if you if you believe in the story if you don't if you enjoyed this episode and you just want to say i i love this episode uh, rare anyone i love this episode um 
hit me up, do that. Or you can tell me you're a fucking wanker, you know, bed. <laughs> you could do that as well. Internet's got an internet at the end of the day, basically. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube and Rumble, they do go up on YouTube and Rumble. Not straight away, but they do go up there. Hit that like button. Smash that like button, if you will. And hit the subscribe button. That'd be fucking awesome. You guys are legends. If you are listening to this on whatever podcast provider you are listening to, please smash that follow button. And please, if you would, leave me a review. I would happily read them out. Um, if you want me to uh, say your name, let me know. If you don't want me to say, me, say your name, let me know as well. Um, but leave me a review. That would be fucking awesome. The only review I've got is from me. <laughs> um, because I was... I was trying something out and it I'm not gonna delete it. It's it's from me. You know, I'm not gonna delete it. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lie to people. Um it's not, it's not what I do. Um but I wanted to see how it worked. Um because I'm pretty sure I've got a couple of re reviews, but I can't I don't know how to look for them. It keeps coming up. I've got a couple of reviews and I can't see them. I and I think that's in because we're in other countries. I'm not 100% sure on that. If you know, and let me know. Um, if I'm missing something out, I, I could be missing something out. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to get out of your hair. I hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. This has been episode 30. I'll be Lick, the time travel, and his crazy stories. Um Probably what I'm going to name the episode, actually. Um, yeah. So I have been Rarity One, and this has been Rarity One Talks. I will see you next week. Stay naughty, stay rude, but more importantly, stay fucking filthy. Peace.